VR, the podcast where we talk about everything virtual reality. It is November 14th, I think, uh, of the year 2013, 8 a.m. in beautiful Daly City, California. I just woke up, but uh, that doesn't matter because I am joined by a very, very exciting team of of developers. And and, um, let's just cut to the chase. I'm joined by Making View. Is is this the name of your company? Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm joined by the Chief Technology Officer, Daniel, and your last name, sir. Eric. And uh, Area Vin... I'm not going to murder it. <laughs> the CEO <laughs> of, of uh, Making View is Area Windfallet. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, man, that was painful. But let's get this thing going. Um, tell, me about you, tell me about yourselves, first of all. like You're in Nor- Norway. Uh, you're a company from Norway. Yeah, how long? Right. How long have you guys been a, a company for? Well, we started up back in 2005. Uh, at that point, we uh, we did uh, 360 photography for real estate uh, brokers and uh, and uh, real estate companies. Three years after that, we was uh, acquired by the largest uh, media company in Scandinavia. Uh, and um, together with them, we built uh, the largest uh, photo company related to real estate photography then in, in Norway. Wow. Um, but uh, we have sort of built from our technology from scratch. Uh, and it's all based around the 360 degree format then. Yeah. Um... So it started, started with stills, uh, continue with street view. Uh, just like Google's, uh, it uh, came. Uh, we we did some developments of, with something we call the SkyCam system, shooting uh, high quality 360s from the air. And uh, our last uh, developments has been the 360 degree video camera mm-hmm. that allows you uh, to film a fully immersive experience. And uh, just a couple of the last months, or at least uh, the six to eight last months, we have really concentrated on integration towards Oculus Rift. Yeah, just so, so that's a short story. So that's so so that's sort in a nutshell. Just so be forewarned, I am not much of a technical guy. I I will ask you uh, to what many people on the internet will be silly layman questions, but but the questions nonetheless. Um, even before that, how big is the market for uh, video real estate photography? Uh, how did you realize that there was potential in that? Well, in Norway, it's uh, at least uh, it was a huge uh, market because every house on sale in in Norway are being photographed from a more more or less uh, professional photographer. So uh, every house owner pay uh, pays for that. And what we saw back then was that the service that uh, they provided uh, these companies was really bad. Uh, so we just changed that and, and made a very professional presentation, uh, and that led to to the 
this company acquired us back then in 2007. Oh. So, so that's how it started. It was a, as a really nice market back then for, for real estate photographers. Wow. So now it's evolving to a point where you guys are using a 360 video. How how did you guys come up with that idea? And and yeah, like and and how difficult is it is it to do that? That is, you know, I tried the Formula One and the skydiving yeah. demos, and yeah. I'm leaving the Steerman actually purposely uh, not doing it yet because I wanna, what I want to do is I actually want to do it uh, on my YouTube channel. I want to do like an objective first-hand review of the Steerman, um, and then I'll link it to the podcast so everybody can listen and, and, and link it to your website as well. Yeah. But um, how how difficult is it to come up with that technology to, to do <laughs> 360 video? That's that's crazy. I didn't think it was possible until until I, I tried it on. I was in my Oculus Rift looking around. I'm like, this is this is the yeah. future. This is crazy. Yeah. When we, when we started with it, uh, we were told that it was more or less impossible and that was that was many years ago uh but and when when uh well i can say more about that but when we developed the first uh the first prototype for it uh if you've seen the wingsuit video mm -hmm. yeah that's actually the first prototype video we did with the uh, with the prototype camera wow. um but uh, in just to, to say uh to come up with that video camera was only possible because of all the experience we had learned through the years before. Mm -hmm. We came up with the video camera in the uh, beginning of 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, and remember what I said, we, we have worked with the format then since 2005. Mm -hmm. So we know, um, we know very much about the 360 as a format. And we had uh, made camera system making stills, and we had this this goal that it must be possible to build a very light system that allows you to do amazing things. And the whole idea was to create a lightweight box that has every feature built inside. So just with a push of a button, you can mount it on a car, an athlete, a bike. Uh, airplane whatever and it worked wow. and it, 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 it will work and that was the, the idea when we when we made the camera wow. and you can see on our website today that we kind of succeeded in that <laughs> you did that's yeah. that's that's amazing how how big is the camera and 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 how how do you get that 360 is is that like because my bit like in my head, the the way I picture a camera is just you know the uh, a lens pointing in one specific direction, but you guys have this thing where like is it like a, a crystal ball or something that you guys have that gets this like I don't know how science how does this work I'm confused. Basically, uh, not to, not to go too scientifically into it, yeah. but basically the way uh, there's multiple ways to capture 360. Mm -hmm. uh, you can use mirrors, you can use uh, different kind of techniques. The technique we've chosen, and that's because we kind of want to merge sturdiness, uh, a lightweight camera, and also high quality. Uh, we have an approach where we use multiple image sensors, uh, but not like, not, not like 60, but like a, a decent amount of image sensors, wow. which capture their own um, 
kind of perspectives out from one uh, like center point. Uh, and then they have, uh, I mean, we have different iterations, but with the newest one, they have so good, good um, uh, kind of overlapping that they will, we can naturally kind of stitch them and make them go into one complete picture. And our camera actually captures straight up and straight down as well. So it captures uh, like every single direction uh, around it. Um, the the uh, process of doing such a thing is is well usually referred to as stitching, uh, where you take all the different perspectives and put them together in in a format which which can fit nicely around a sphere or a box or something like that. Um, uh, but to, when we started, uh, at least to do that with video was kind of uh, uh, an extremely heavy job to do because uh, there weren't really uh, any system like we had at that time. The only uh, similar camera system which existed was uh, weighed many kilos and you had to have a laptop and a big battery with it. Mm. So it was kind of very revolutionary when we created the camera we did. And uh, the physical uh, measurements of it is about 12 centimeters in diameter and about 10 centimeters tall, I think. Yeah. And it weighs about uh, 600 grams. It equals 1.3 pounds. Yeah. Wow. And in, in that, we have uh, all the camera sensors, lenses, uh, the, the um, enclosure. Uh, you have um, uh, all the storage, battery capacity. And uh, we've also thrown in uh, wireless uh, controls. We can control it uh, from a very, very far distance. I think a couple of kilometers away, we can actually control it. Uh, so we kind of wanted to go all out with that camera. And um, even from the first camera, we've still continued to build upon it uh, to till, till what we have today. So put uh, short, it films in any and every direction simultaneously. Yeah, that's a, that's a short story. Is, the, is there a limitation to how long the video can be? Like, if I wanted to, theoretically, could I film a full featured an hour and a half movie with this uh, technology? Uh, the longest, yeah, yeah, for sure. The longest uh, su uh, continuous capture we've done, mm -hmm. and that's, we, could, we could have done much longer, but I think it's about two hours straight. Uh, but again, it's... I mean, that's just because that's the longest we've had a... But we had a, a test done in the lab before. We did a four-hour test with yeah. it. Wow. So the limitations will be about four hours. Yeah. And but again, that, that uh, uh, is relative to how much memory we throw in, how much battery we throw in. And we can kind of expand and change that relative to, to the case. So yeah. So who's your target audience at this point? Is it is it enterprise? Is it is it individuals? Uh, what's your what's your strategy? It's, uh, the major target right now is enterprises. I see. So we work together with uh, more or less uh, action sport related brands today. Mm. But uh, we have a lot of attention from all kinds of brands and markets and players. Uh, especially after launching the the alpha um, test of the Oculus Rift player, mm. where we integrated the, the 360 video into the Oculus Rift. 
there's a quote going on. Uh, there was a quote going on on Reddit on the Oculus forums yesterday that I was reading. It was it was from Steven Spielberg, and um, what he was saying was, uh, you know, the 21st century. I'm gonna kill this. I'm just gonna paraphrase it. It's something about the 21st century and how movies need to evolve. And as long as we're staring at a square, the immersion will never be fully there. You guys are, and so St Spielberg says, if we if you can surround the the person. Uh, completely by with the three by the movie, then you're you're creating something that's never been seen before. And I experienced it with the Oculus Rift. Like I'm, I'm I feel like this is this is the precursor to something huge because we're not gonna be watching movies at a, a at a square forever. It's 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 not gonna be enough. I think uh, especially kids nowadays that are growing up so technology spoiled, like. They're gonna want more than what we what we're putting off, and so and so. This you know, is awesome. The first movie displayed on on a, on a square uh, was back in eighteen eighty seven or something, and back in France. Huh. I mean, still do the same. So it's uh, it's time to move forward. Yeah. And uh, we certainly are a part of that. Yeah. And also, uh, so, some people might kind of. For, for a while before they see uh, our video, kind of think, well, if we do something like that, why not just have a game instead? And the thing is that what you actually see without technology is it's not a game, it's real. And that's kind of the whole thing, is that you, expe you experience real events, but you experience it from your vantage points. There's no one directly controlling where you're, you, where you're watching. You have the uh, freedom to kind of immerse yourself in the media content. And that's also extremely powerful for many aspects. Like, for, for first of all, you can miss things, and that's a good thing, because then you'll have to rewatch it. And that's that's something we've seen. People want to watch it again and again to kind of experience it. And you can imagine like uh, hidden gems in uh, in, in uh, old videos. And now you can have like someone can say, "Oh, you gotta look at the video. If you look around your back uh, at this certain time, and then people will go there." So it's it has like for not only for like uh, action sport or video, but also for like marketing, it has a very uh, intense uh, kind of not control, but intense experience for the user. It can be a very powerful tool for yeah. for the brands yeah. uh, to put commercials into their sound, and you are one to one with with uh, the viewer. So uh, yeah, you could do amazing things when it comes to marketing as well. You certainly can. You know, you mentioned something. You mentioned earlier that uh, it's not. You know, why don't you just have a game? And and it, it brings this to mind. When when uh, it's been it's happened to me a, a couple times. Like people look at my my Oculus Rift and I'm carrying it around. Like oh, there you go. You're going. There's your new toy or your here. Oh, that that's your toy. And yeah. and, and it's 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 with the preassumption that. They think that I'm that I'm playing with this thing. It's it's not a game. It's real life because yeah. <laughs> because it's apps and and software like yours will turn this thing from oh look at your new toy to oh my god this is going to change the future. This is going to shape we consume media in the twenty first century. Yeah, that's what we believe together with Oculus. Also, I have done some betting with some friends, saying that three to five years from now. I'm sure that the Oculus Rift and similar goggles will have the same distribution as the tablets, <sighs> as an iPad. Yeah. And I think 
in every office, in almost every home, you will have a set of those goggles because the content you could create. And if you use our payoff, that's like being there. You can actually put on your goggles and experience live a Bruce Springsteen concert in New York. But yeah. you do it from your sofa in Canada or Sydney, Australia. And you're there live. Yeah. And therefore, three to five years from now, I'm sure that the VR goggles is a natural part of your home devices. I agree. I think we're moving from a... a a paradigm where we're saying I'm watching TV to you're watching TV to I'm experiencing this. This is not yeah. just I'm watching, I'm experiencing something. And in, that is a profoundly different uh, experience for a lack of a better word. It, it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It, and so you're, you're, you're saying you did a, you're doing a bet three to five years. You're, you're betting that this is going to be just as, um, Prevalent, prevalent as tablets. What do you think is are the obstacles ahead of us and in, in, in ahead of you for your technology in, in general? For initially, I think for for something like Oculus, I think the initial thing will be will be what happens with everything. Like the first time uh, the iPhone came, everyone or everyone who wasn't already an Apple fanboy or something like that thought, well, this has happened before. You had a PDA, you had all those kind of devices, they failed. So why should this work? When the iPad came, everyone, or and small tablets, everyone said, well, why do I want this? It's just a, a big phone without the phone, or it's a s small computer that doesn't work. So it's kind of, but now kind of people have uh, adjusted to it. So I think the first uh, objective will be people not wanting to change, and also people being afraid, well, uneducated people in, in, in a sense, at least from my perspective, will be afraid that something like this will be too intense and will automatically lead to people being addicted. Uh, but again, from at least from my perspective and our perspective, it's everything can be addictive. A book can be addictive, anything. So as long as it's people are kind of told and, and, and taught how to play with something and use something correctly, uh, I think it can be uh, immensive, not only for entertainment, but also for uh, relaxation, for travel, for health. And I mean, you've talked to guys who work with VR games for treating uh, burn damages and, and all those kind of post-traumatic stress. And also something you can imagine, like if someone is in, uh, in Iraq or Afghanistan and they can one at, one, at least at some points of the day take on put on something like bosses of this and experience their hometown in 360 in real life. You can imagine like how kind of serenity that can bring in and also kind of this kind of, you know. It's definitely, you so, know, it's true. Yeah, I, I, it's 100%. I think uh, you, we're, we're, especially, and, and follow me down the rabbit hole, gentlemen, because what I think is not only VR going to help uh, people, I individuals, but I think it might, if this thing takes off, this, this might have a positive uh, impact on the environment because we are 7 billion people on this planet and everyone is moving up and down using fossil fuels. What if what if all of a sudden virtual tourism takes off and, and people don't have that need or, or, you know, people who don't have the resources 
now have the ability to visit London or Paris yeah. in, in virtual reality and not have to get inside a plane and, you know, destroy the atmosphere. Um, uh, that's, that's so true. So you could really brand this as a green technology. Yeah, it, it truly yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that. Then. Instead of traveling half the globe for a conference, you could sit in your own office and experience just the same. Yeah. What did so, you... yeah, that's the that that could be achieved and a, a, um, a possible solution for the future. What are your biggest technical challenges right now? There are a, a, a few aspects uh, which are. I mean, when it comes to 360 video, that's something. 360 video itself is something we have a very good grip on. Oh. Uh, with a current camera, we already shoot in uh, in uh, like. 4K uh, resolution, and so our camera has to shoot in 4,000 uh, 4, and 4,096 by 2048 in 25 to 50 frames per second. So that's where our current gen camera shoots in. Uh, on the web, we video format, that's something we've nailed pretty well. Now when it comes to Oculus and VR, there's a lot of uh, kind of steps we have thought, and I won't mention all of them, but there's a lot of steps we've thought further to kind of enhance this and make it more tailored for this um, concept. And then further on, uh, we have kind of this vision of, of making this uh, a proper live experience. And uh, that working with the 360 content and the live media and try to have that at the rest, at the quality we demand from ourselves, uh, that that is a challenge itself technically. Mm -hmm. and, um, and together with that, you can mention bandwidth, uh, for example, yeah. in order to to be able to crunch the data and have a nice ex the viewer experience as well. Yeah. But uh, bandwidth in, in the years to come. Of course, it's solvable. It's increasing all the time. Yeah. So, uh, but today it's more uh, an obstacle uh, yeah. to do it in a very high quality. You mm. could do it in low quality, but some years from now, it's solved, I believe. Yeah. And also, like, um, what was I thinking? Kind of lost my trail. Um, yeah, forget it. I, I, lost, I lost my trail. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. I think I think. Being able to to put this camera somewhere stationary, and then being able to access it through the web with my Oculus Rift, I dream of the day when I, your your camera will be on the International Space Station, and anyone or around the world will be able to plug in and be able to see, you know, the view of planet Earth from live from the yeah. International Space Station or something like that. Like that would be. And it's actually like we actually share that dream. Yeah, it is very interesting that you mentioned this because that's that's something I think which can be very very important for if you think like environmental and kind of human uh, kind of the sense of humanity. There's there's a lot of uh, documentation on this kind of I'm not sure what it's called, but this uh, effect you get when you actually view the Earth from space. Uh, this is something which astronauts and people in ISS know a lot about, and this effect gives you a connection to. A lot of people think, well, it gives you kind of a disconnect, but it re really gives you a connection to the world which you previously haven't had, which again makes you 
realize how fragile the world is and how fragile life is. And uh, I think a three, I mean, Tides of Space, uh, the VR game, yeah. is it, a very good, I mean, that gives you a very good feeling on, on that. But I think also without technology, for instance, on the ISS, we could actually go in and look at the world and look at space. That I think that can give you a, a very good sense of serenity and also make people actually appreciate the little... We need to we need to launch a Kickstarter or we need to do a, some sort of crowdfunding can, campaign because an idea like that could change the way we think about ourselves and, and just everything in general. Like put that thing and and let me and just wait till the Oculus 4K comes out and boom, life changing experiences. It's yeah, it's I agree. It's a very, what other applications have you guys uh, thought about uh, aside from entertainment and, and, and just uh... well there's a lot of there's, yeah. um, there's, there's there's an immense range of possibilities mm -hmm. uh, there's anything from security uh, military uh, health medical you can observe uh, observation uh, operations for instance mm -hmm. uh, you can have um, education, education uh, geographic like Imagine geographic studies, oh. or or like if you have like you're gonna learn about the subject, but then you experience and this is kind of a reference to Titans of Space as well. Mm -hmm. If if students saw that and then afterwards talked about the subject, that would be extremely more engaging. Yeah. And say if our camera kind of filmed the nature of a jungle and people could look around and experience it, very much more up close than a book does. Yeah. And some people might say, well, if you have the goggles on, it's a very kind of non-social experience. Apart from using avatars and stuff like that, a book itself is also a very non-social experience. So not much would change from the normal uh, study rhythm in that sense. But then you could have those kind of visual experiences and afterwards kind of work on the subject. And I think that can enhance education uh, quite a lot. And there's also... Um, yeah, within health and with elderly care and with, uh, yeah, there's, there's an immense amount of uh, range for this. Yeah, there is indeed. It, it's truly, it, you guys are, are truly creating the future and it's really cool. Now I have to ask you, um, because I have to, what is the price range uh, with these cameras? And if there was ever the chance, the possibility that maybe you guys would release a lower end model for consumers would you consider what would they be the price for something like that just theoretically well, well, uh, as we speak uh, the cameras that we use today are used uh, internally by ourselves because we deliver this as a service mm -hmm. um, it's uh, it's hard for us, uh, based out, out on Norway, to, to launch such a product as a, for the consumer market. Mm. Uh, you live, uh, also you have to go uh, to your part of the world in order to, to get the real funding for such a project. Mm. So by now we are concentrating more or less on the professional market. Mm. Uh, with those, uh, these cameras, and we have on the roadmap uh, some developments that uh, further goes uh, have the goal to stimulate the professional market. 
Uh, we have some thoughts about the consumer market as well, uh, but it's uh, it requires a great deal of funding in order to, to get there. If you use Oculus as a as an example, they will for sure go consumer, and of course they are well funded now, yeah. uh, and they finally found the, the funders as well. So um, based on Norway, we don't have that goal right now to satisfy the consumer part of, of the market. And I mean, we could use uh, crowdfunding in, in that sense for a lot of things, but we believe that both our technology and uh, the 360 format, and also in regards to Oculus, uh, it still needs a little bit of time before the world is ready to get their hands on the, the, the kind of high-end cameras which we would be willing to make. And I'll remember uh, also that uh, it, the, the technology is quite new. It's actually that new that you, if you produced uh, 360 today, you couldn't put it on, on YouTube because the player don't, doesn't handle 360 content per day. Mm -hmm. You can't show it directly in uh, on, a, on an iPad or an iPhone mm -hmm. because due to, to technical limitations, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You can do it in an app, but you can't do it, for instance, on a web-based thing because they're proprietary. Uh, 2D players will take over, so yeah. it will be restricted to kind of those who can make apps themselves, mm -hmm. those who can make players themselves, or buy players from other places. Well, uh, yeah, but we know there are very strong, uh, strong uh, companies and the big companies working on this uh, issue right now in order to to make 360 content work yeah. in their players because it's very important for the distribution. And we know everything about YouTube and what they've done to video production, especially consumer-related productions. So, um, so that will be uh, one or two years from now. It it will be able to experience this content also on such channels like YouTube, uh, Vimeo, you name it. Yeah. Very cool. And also, yeah. Just a just a year from now, you had to, for instance, for putting these images together, just a year, a year ago, we had to rely on CPUs, for instance, we had to rely on very slow techniques of post-processing, something like this. And still to this day, there's, there's, no, there's no good automatic tools to do something like this. You really need to have the technical know-how to do, to, to do uh, the post-production such videos. Especially for like the high end. Yeah, especially uh, if, if you are seeking high quality. Yeah, but currently we, we've been able to go over to GPU uh, graphics cards, which has immensely uh, kind of uh, speeded speed up the, the uh, post production or the stitching process. But still, it's not it's not consumer friendly yet. Mm. But that's just a matter of time and more slow. So that that's, mm. that that will come. Nice. You will you will probably within a year or years. Have something like this, and it will be a natural media. I can't wait. I, I and and so, what is the next step in terms of? We know that the Oculus Rift is arriving. I, I I've tried the. I, I know it works because I've tried it with the Formula One and the skydiving one. Um, I know the technology is there. Um, what are you guys thinking about doing for? Are are you have you thought ahead like in terms of like Oculus by the Oculus? Let's put it this way. 
are you guys thinking about releasing some something for when the Oculus Rift gets launched, and 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 so by that means being able to to spread uh, the word around about your technology, or are you letting it uh, up to someone else? No, we have plans for, for sure for for their launch to come up with uh, with some uh, some special things, especially made for for that goggle. Yeah. Um, and we are working with it right now. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but uh, it would sure create some attention. I like that. Went from yeah. being like a side thing to now being a, a very important part of uh, of, a, of a company as well. And there's, uh, there's, there's, there are technical advances, which we can't really mention right now, which, which we currently have uh, uh, brewing here, which will kind of redefine both the 360 media and the VR media when it comes to the Oculus, especially. But uh, so in, in the months and year to come, there will be uh, a, a giant leap in this media. Prepare to be amazed. The anticipation is uh, completely killing me right now. I, I, I really would love... I, I can't wait to... I, I wish I could jump in the TARDIS or a, a time machine and, and be able to just... Boop, I'm there. Like Because yeah. um, I don't want to watch Netflix anymore. So... <laughs> I know you guys think a lot, a lot about the future. Um, personally, have you thought about... What is the worst case scenario and what is the best case scenario for you guys at this point? Well, the best case scenario would be that uh, the Oculus Rift uh, became a, a tremendous success. Mm. And really, uh, let's say under the Christmas tree in 2014, I really believe that the Oculus Rift will be the main item children and uh, people all, all around the world. Uh, I really hope so. Yeah. And if they hit the, and, and if they uh, still uh, have a, uh, this price range in mind, around $300 for, for a unit, it will be affordable for everyone to, to, uh, to get hold of, of a piece of, of those goggles. And we believe that uh, when you release such a device, Having proper real-life media content, not only games, is also a very important thing to have. And therefore, we also believe that with the success of Oculus, a further success of our products is also a natural uh, thing. Yeah. So we believe that our videos will be a kind of a natural uh, part of the Oculus as, a, as kind of a, a bigger product, mm -hmm. including like all the softwares and all the games. We think that... 360 video and 360 video media will be very, very important for, especially for re kind of uh, regular people, not only gamers, but kind of regular people to, to, to use that term. Uh, so the worst, worst case would then be the opposite, that, uh, that uh, the Oculus Rift doesn't get a, a, a commercial success. Mm. So, but I'm sure they will not be alone. They, no. It will come others, other players in that area as well. Uh, but I, I th really think that Oculus is doing, are doing the right thing and they put together the right team and everything. So, uh, but they will have competition, for, of course, they will. And you mean like, uh, like you have, 
you for sure have other com uh, not only competitors but also kind of parallel developers as well when it comes to the hardware like cost ar mm -hmm. or uh, the sony goggles haven't really kind of caught up yet but i believe they they will probably soon yeah. so but again this is this is i believe this will kind of be like uh, when it comes to gopro and it comes to kind of all the other media productions gopro was kind of the, the people who captivated the uh consumer friendly head camera yeah so now whenever anyone buys uh and they did a very nice job with the branding yeah, yeah of course yeah. so whenever one, anyone buys a sony head cam or a contour or whatever they still say that they want the gopro so we will i kind of believe that this same thing will happen with oculus and vr as well and i mean if nothing else the most important thing is that people and technology kind of wakes up when it comes to vr because it's it has a immense potential and it has failed before where due to techno uh, technological um, uh, problems or, or and um, the price range but now with the kind of level of our technology i, I don't think there's there's any good reason why this shouldn't work and why this shouldn't succeed it's there's no real good reason for it the only reason could be that people don't really understand how good it is yeah it's it, that's the only reason I can see. It's extremely reassuring to see companies and, and, and developers such as yourself starting to form because the success of Oculus also rides on the back of the software that is released for the Oculus. And seeing the software that you guys are putting out, I, I can't be I can't feel any more reassured because I've let other people try the Formula One uh, demo, and they're blown away. They don't know yep. how is this possible. They're looking round and stuff. It's it, it's it's going to alter a lot of things. And it's and and whoever thinks it's a toy is not thinking about the future. This isn't just a toy. This is going to be almost everything. So, yep. talking about the future again itself, like is there? 10, 20 years down the line, are you? Is there a fear that this might turn into a different direction? Are you? Do you think about what could be the wrong direction for VR, or I the right really one? I don't think there is a wrong direction in that sense, because yeah. change happen and everything does change, and that's yeah. a good thing. So I mean, if for some reason the technology dies out, it will probably reboot in a, in a while and. And I don't really think there's, yeah, if, if one day it becomes uh, a controlling media which takes over people's brains, <laughs> that's, I mean, I don't really think we're going to come to that point. So, yeah, I'm not, we, I'm not really worried. To be honest with you, we, we don't spend very much time concentrating on what could be failing. Ah. <laughs> we're very concentrated on what could succeed. The world I mean, is good mentality. Say, failure is always an option. Yeah. So it is always an option, and that, uh, but it shouldn't be something you should be afraid of. Mm. If we were afraid of failing, we wouldn't. I mean, we couldn't do anything of what we did right now. Because <laughs> when we created the video camera, people said, "Well, that's not possible." When we created the sky camera, which in full speed of a helicopter takes those images you can see on our websites without stopping, people said even the, the camera producers, which we used the sensors from, said that's not possible. But we still did it. So there's 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 no reason to be afraid to try something which can fail, because if you if you try it and you try it, at, 
like full heartedly, then it's much much harder, or uh, it's much much um, better chance of succeeding. I love that mentality. I, I I really do, and I admire it, and I and I hope uh, I wish you guys the best of luck and ultimate success with your endeavors because. Thank you. Yeah, you are you are pioneering the future, and I feel very lucky to speaking to be speaking with you guys. Um, Thank you very much. I am out. You're about to enter the "Would You Rather" section of the podcast, where I ask you the most random questions from inside my head. Um, yeah. So we're just gonna have fun from here on out, and 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 then uh, towards the end, we're gonna close up and and see if you guys have anything uh, you also want to. Uh, Uh, speak about so here we go would the would you rather uh fight off an alien invasion or fight off a a uh a parasite invasion well i can take that one go ahead uh, <laughs> i would definitely prefer to fight off an alien invasion uh the simple reason being that Uh, a parasite invasion is something which can spread very, very easily, uh. Uh, and it's uh, you need to be a very specialized person to actually control and fight it. Yeah. Therefore, it will be something which can spread without people seeing it. It's an invisible enemy, and aliens, uh, well, most likely visible. Yeah, most likely visible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, we had we're in a generation now where we had at least. 50% of the earth preparing for something like this for since they've been since they're babies so i don't i'm not really stressed about that would uh, you uh, very in uh, area do you have a, a, a an answer to that as well no that that was good oh. <laughs> would you rather again these are random questions would you rather uh and uh, and i'm coming off uh, uh, directly from the top of my head uh would you rather be born a cat or a dog I think a cat. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, in our world, uh, a cat, since cats uh, are allowed more freedom than a dog. Yeah. Uh, and the people accept that they have more will. A little more individuality. Yeah. Would you? Oh, I prefer dogs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm in that part too. Would you rather be born with uh, no arms or no legs? Uh, no legs, because you can. It's much easier to make cybernetic legs, and then I could still do work and gaming. Yeah, I agree. I like the way you guys. Yeah, cybernetic legs. You, you're onto something here, buddy. Uh, you're gonna have a future, and you as well. You're going places. Um, would you rather? Uh, Drive a Formula One car as a as a profession, or a super bike as a profession. I think that's for Ara. Yeah, that's me. I I like both, but uh, I would prefer the Formula One. Why is that? Yeah, why is that? It's uh, of course it's much more money in, in it. Hmm. It's well, very well paid. It's not that many around that are allowed to drive those cars, uh, so you will be one of few people on Earth that could actually do that. So, yeah, that's the answer. Cool. Hamburgers or pizza? Pizza. Why? Yeah, pizza. You can have vegetarian pizza as well, but it's kind of difficult still 
I mean, Google has tried, but it's still difficult to have vegetarian yeah. hamburgers. And vegetarian burgers don't taste. Huh. huh. Would vegetarian you... pizza do. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather uh, eat genetically lab-grown meat or uh, factory farm injected with hormone meat? Uh, well, I would definitely go with the genetically grown. Mm. Uh, just because A, it's less cruel, and B, it kind of allows you to both enjoy bacon and be a vegetarian at the same time, which is a very cool concept. Let me know what it tastes like when you when you do, because I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather uh, be stuck inside the, the land of the dinosaurs, or be stuck in a deserted planet? That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think planet as the chances of survival is is probably better, but it is. I'm guessing so, but I, I think both are cool. Would you, I would prefer the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah. The, the dinosaurs are badass. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Uh, Titanic or Pearl Harbor? Wow. Uh, if it hadn't been for, I like I like romantic flicks, but if it hadn't been for the romantic stuff, I would like both. Yeah. But uh, I don't like the scientific uh, inconsistencies of Titanic, so I would say uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I will also go for Pearl Harbor. Tell me about these scientific inconsistencies of Titanic. You're about to blow my mind. Well, there's 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 a lot of them, but. One of them in uh, both with people being sucked down by the ship, uh, kind of falling up, and uh, some of them. But the most annoying is the is the thing with the floats. Oh, uh, the ice, the ice piece at the end. The fact that not both of them stay on it. Yes. When it's both logical and actually Mythbusters have proved that it's possible. Yeah. So that's just that's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, James Cameron, uh, you 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 fucked that one up, buddy. Uh, would you rather uh, <laughs> would you rather uh, be able have the ability, the superpower to fly or teleport? Uh, because I like to experience. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I would uh, prefer flying. Yeah, I would prefer flying as well because I the kind of half the magic is to be able to experience the world, and if you teleport, it's just it becomes too easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can only teleport uh, a limited number of times, I believe. Yeah. And, and the question is also, do you teleport relative to the rotation of the Earth or to an exact spot? Because if you teleport to an exact spot, then you will be launched into space. So that's kind of an issue. Whoa. <laughs> My mind has been blown. It is too early in the morning for this sort of thinking. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave it at that. This has been an amazing conversation. You guys are so cool and awesome. And I want to live in Norway. Honestly, I do. Because, uh, You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. I can't. Yeah, I, you honestly, I think about Norway. And whenever I, I have political discussions, I used to have political discussions. And now I don't waste my time with those. Um. 
I used to I used to use Norway and the Northern European countries such as yourself as models for good governance and and good examples of having uh you know a a a government that like looks out for their people and and you know provides healthcare and education and and how do you how do you like living in Norway? What is it like to grow up and live in Norway? Well, it's uh, it's very safe huh. in, in any way. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, when it comes to crime, it's not that much. Of course, it exists, but not that much. And the social security system are, are very good. Yeah. Everyone's taken care of. And, and uh, the Scandinavian model are well known around the world for, for just taking care of people. Yeah. And we live in a country where you can openly and freely uh, satire and uh, say that the government is wrong. You can mock the king. You can do anything like that, and, and it's okay. Uh, that's something which I think is important. There are, of course, things politically, especially when it comes to infrastructure, which where Norway is kind of third world. But there, it's. Uh, I lived in London as well, and I definitely prefer the serenity of fewer people <laughs> i you yeah. know what that's that's actually not a yeah i do i i san francisco is very crowded it's, very, it's getting very crowded right now um and i would appreciate fewer people as well um but here we are thank you again yep. making view you guys have been an amazing uh couple of guests do you have anything uh that you'd like to let out and let the community know about at this point just that you can uh, both uh, to go do some uh, advertising. You can both go to our website, makingview.com, to uh, see our productions on a PC or or a Mac. You can also we also have apps on our on iPad and or iOS and Android where you can experience it. And just uh, keep an eye out on what's ha going to happen when it comes to VR, because we are definitely uh, going to launch some amazing stuff in the, in the months to come. So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. This has been Enter VR, making view once again. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, Thank you. you.